You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. (laughs) Best rehearsal ever. Here we go. That's the music. That means it's time for Animal Talk. Some of the best doggone people on the planet here to, to help you with your pets like the guy sitting across from me. Hello, I'm Brian Donovan. And what is your specialty there, Brian? Animal behavior. <laughs> My name's Jamie Flanagan. I just want to make sure everybody has a good time. That's what we're here to do. Help people with their pets and, and have some fun along the way. And we brought a, a party with us today. Matt Fox mm-hmm. is here. Hey, how, how's everyone doing? Hey, Matt, good. Matt, how are you? And good, uh, very Sam well. is here. I'm Sam! Sorry. Sam! Yay! The one, the only. So uh, we have a whole crew ready to go and a great show lined up for you today as well. Uh, a couple of interviews on tap, which should be uh, fairly interesting. Uh, coming up in the, uh, the later part of the show, Nicole Wilds. Uh, I don't know if I told you about Nicole, but uh, she's a canine behaviorist. So yeah. not just dogs, but canine behaviorists. She works with wolf dogs. Wolf dogs. And just you know regular dogs as well. But uh, wolf dogs, and we've talked about wolf dogs before, so I'm curious what type of language she's going to use and uh, where, where our conversation is going to go. So yeah, I'm, uh, I'm yeah. looking forward to that. I have, I have a little bit of, uh, um, I guess, experience working with wolf dogs. Uh, n- nothing real positive, i got to tell you, Jamie. So yeah. I'm, I'm just wondering what... I'm curious, what, yeah, if she's had any oopses or, yeah. you know, it, well, yeah, what her experience has been, for sure. And also coming up, we have... Uh, Catherine Schwarzenegger. Catherine Schwarzenegger, wow. yes. So she is a, an author and a lifestyle blogger, and, and we're going to be talking to her uh, about lifestyles and, and blogging. And uh, she actually she wrote uh, a children's book uh, called Maverick and Me, and it's uh, about uh, the, the dog in her life, uh, right. kind of characterized, and uh, talking about adopting a pet. So we're going to talk to Catherine uh, about that. That so should be fun. Uh, we got a jam-packed show today, lots of stuff uh, going on. Brian, it's something I saw in the, in the news, and it made me think of you because uh, you've been in a lot of beauty pageant, pageants before. <laughs> These segues of yours, I don't even know where they. A segue is supposed to help somebody go from one subject to another. Yes. Well, Brian, I'll this help you out. This confuses me. I'll help you out. I'll help you out. They are. I have been in a talent in a pageant show. Ah, I was a contestant and, at one point in time in a pageant, in Mr. A Michigan, pageant? Mr. Michigan Bachelor Pageant. I did not win. Just <laughs> so you're aware. Wait, Mr. Michigan Bachelor Pageant. Yeah. What? Nineteen ninety something. Blah blah blah. My goodness. So there's your segue. Okay. That's it. Now you can make fun of me. Doing it. <laughs> but Brian, much like you, um, the contestants in in this beauty pageant were disqualified. Um, you for your startlingly good looks, uh, but uh, ah, these ah. were disqualified um, over Botox injections. Can't do it. Really? Yep, the Botox injections. Uh, so all of these camels were disqualified for the Botox injections <laughs> in their humps. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, some pageants. Here you go. The news story here. Some pageants contestants. Hit a hump in the road this week. They had uh, a camel beauty contest in Saudi Arabia and disqualified dozens of camels because they received Botox injections to make them more attractive. What? <laughs> Have you ever heard of such a thing? In their humps? In their humps. My humps, my humps, my, oh, my lovely my lady bumps. You know, I, I, I figured. <laughs> is that, I is figured, that what that is? Is I, that how that goes? <laughs> kind of, yeah. Okay, I don't know. I figured I the round of applause for that. <laughs> I figured those those calendars were photoshopped or something. <laughs> something yeah, just uh, uh, something wrong about it. Uh, I mean, everyone likes a nice nice hump, but yes, if it's if it looks fake, you know, it just uh, takes something away from no, it. No, no, hang on though. But uh, you know, if you figure, oh, you know, a camel beauty show, right? Whatever. There's money on the line. There's about fifty-seven million dollars awarded to the winners of this contest through the races and the beauty pageant I- itself. Uh, Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia, raise your hand if you have too much money. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> no kidding, man. Oh my goodness, that's just nutty. So uh, yeah, so don't uh, don't try to. Don't try to fake it with the Botox humps. It's just, it's, it's not going to play well. <laughs> Who'd have thunk that, huh? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I came out of nowhere, didn't <laughs> I? <laughs> it's, uh, I search long and hard for stuff like that. It just falls in my lap. <laughs> See, my, my hump is natural. <laughs> so I think I'd fare pretty well in that 
Beauty contest. Oh, but we help people with their pets here. That's that's what we like to do. We do a bit of that. And uh, Brian, I got a question here that uh, comes in via the email, and uh, I'd like to throw that at you. And it goes a little something like this: Dear Animal Talk, you've got mail, baby. Yeah. And uh, do you think a pit bull would be a good dog for a first-time owner? Personally, Ooh. I don't think so. Uh, so even if one does research, uh, so unless you've had a dog, any dog, um, you, you, you kind of learn how to read them. But if you've never had a dog, this could be trouble. I have a coworker, and she would like to get a pit bull, but they just had a baby in November. Mm-hmm. So my radar went up. Thankfully, uh, they're only thinking about it. Um, so they haven't made a move yet for a, a long-term dog. Uh, but it got me thinking. Uh would this be an appropriate dog for a first-time owner? Uh, you know, it's like there's so many dogs that yeah. need a forever home. Yes. Yeah. Pit bulls freak me out, and and I, I know we 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 work with some pit bull rescues, and and there's a, there's a, they're, and they're they're loving, they're sweet. There's some of the sweetest dogs around. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? I I don't think this is a pit bull issue. I think it's a timing issue. Yeah, they just had a baby in, in November. No, yeah, come on. Um, <laughs> Ugh. Now this is not when I used to work with uh, with with dogs. There was a lot of young families would come in, and this is a pretty uh, typical thing where new family, we new want the marriage, puppy and the baby to grow up together. Yeah, right. yeah, 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 it's right. ridiculous. Let's get it at Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> it's like what would be the worst possible time? Right, <laughs> right. So yeah, give it some time. Give it some time. Right. Um, let let the uh, let the child get because uh, even at two the puppy's still growing up with the kid yeah, you know and the right. kid has got some sense or three I don't, what do you think is a good age for a, a toddler to be around a, a child because you never want a toddler unsupervised around a dog never really never. you know you know we tell uh, uh, people uh, children under twelve years of age twelve okay. shouldn't be unsupervised with the family dog you know what about guys fifty one. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't be unsupervised w- like. with a dog or a child. I don't know what's your, what's your question. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Jamie, see, here's the thing: yeah. uh, toddlers, you know, especially a, a child who's kind of unsteady, yeah. sweet, grabs the dog. Okay, the dog's uh. walking past, grabs the trips. Dog turns around just instinctively, nip or something but like that. But I've seen this video on, on, on YouTube, and then the dog is just there, and the, the kid can just ride it like a pony, and the dog loves every second of it. You yeah. have not seen these videos, Brian? I have That's seen what it. it's going to be like in my house they when don't, I get this dog. They don't post the videos where the, the kid has his, his hand torn off by the dog because he doesn't appreciate that. You know? yeah, well, it, I mean, yeah. It's, I, can't, I don't know how many dog trainers I know. Sam, you, you are an animal lover. Yeah. You got a good scar going somewhere, don't you? Oh, yeah, on my face. Yeah. What, what happened, Sam? Oh, uh, I bit her earlier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what <laughs> there it is. You're not allowed to be I'm left not, alone. Yeah, <laughs> <it is. laughs> um, no, I think it was. Oh man, how old was I? I think I was like three or four, and I was underneath the table, and the dog, like, I was just pestering it, and it, it bit me. Wait a minute, wait. So the, under the table, yeah. and you got it on the table, and you're pestering the dog. Yeah. That's exactly how I got bit in the face when I was <laughs> seriously. I was about the same age, and I got I got bit in the face. Yeah. I actually crawled under a coffee table, so yeah, we yeah. were nose to nose. And I and I think I probably yeah. it was chewing on his whiskers. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. You same thing with you. Uh, our other friend Donna uh, has been. She's a dog trainer, and uh, she she worked on Animal Talk with us too. She has. She's got a scar from a dog bite from when she was a youngster yeah. too. Yeah, and I I bit Donna under a table as well. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's just it's it's scary. It's a little dangerous. Yeah. So you know, kids have poor judgment, and dogs have a very limited uh, means of communication. So. If a puppy were to bite an adult dog, the, mm-hmm. the dog would turn around and, and nip at the puppy. Right. So it, it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with the dog. It's just part of their uh, behavior repertoire, part yeah. of their language. And when pit bulls – and back to the original question, should yeah. they get a pit bull? Is it, pit bulls, I mean, they, want, they freak me out. They're some uh, of the sweetest dogs ever. But they, if they're going to they, make a mistake – It's a big mistake. It's probably going to be a My much bigger mistake. My sister is an idiot. Um, <laughs> it, it, she is. How do you really feel, Jamie? Yeah, you know she's living in in Harper Woods. People not in the Metro Detroit. Oh, area. she is an idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, so <laughs> she's living in Harper Woods, which uh, people not in the Metro Detroit area. It is. Uh, it borders the city of Detroit, mm-hmm. uh, just to the north. It's Fine a city. smaller city, mm-hmm. and uh, so this dog wandered onto her front porch. Um, and it was a pit bull. Um, and it, and they're like, oh, poor puppy in his winter here in the city. And so they're like, oh, throw him some food. And so the dog hanging out, right? Yeah. And so now the dog, they've adopted this dog, this pit bull. And the dog has um, attacked – it, it, it attacked two dogs, 
it, it shredded one where it was like a, a $1,200 vet bill. Mm. Uh, and it finally uh, uh, got a piece of, of a person. Mm. Uh, and, you know, it's like, you know, what are you thinking? It, it just – and especially uh, – you know this dog that wandered out of the city, yeah, um, on its own and just yeah. taking it in. I'm like, you're just, I, I'm like, oh my god, you're asking for trouble. Yeah, you know, my daughter did the, the did the same thing. She's 22 years old, lives in the city, uh, found a, a Malamute, and um, it's not a small. Dog. She there was a there, there was a tag with the phone number. She calls oh. the phone number, and the owner says, uh, "You can have it. I don't want the dog. <laughs> oh the dog's goodness. old and has heart, says, there's heart nothing problems. funny about that. But it, oh my god. No. My so, goodness. anyways, I, I go to evaluate the dog, and the dog is old, and and um, we're near a busy road, and I'm I'm kind of you know doing a little bit of a stress test with the dog, and the dog slips his collar mm. and starts running away, like kind of you know uh, slowly mm-hmm. running yeah. away, yeah. and. Um, I'm like, oh, my gosh, Riley. My daughter's name is – I said, Riley, uh, uh, does this happen? Because she wasn't the least bit concerned. And I said, do you know how to get the dog back? Or you know, Because she had just got the dog. She didn't even know sure. the dog's name. And she's like, Dad, uh, don't worry. Watch. Watch what happens. The dog took like nine steps and fell over. The dog was in heart failure. <laughs> and, and she's like, he does it all the time. He's really easy to maintain because he, he never gets too far. She said, sometimes he'll do this. Is it like a fainting goat? That's not funny because exactly. the dog has heart failure. She said, but. he's done this when we cross the street. So she's in Detroit. The dog is across the street. And halfway across the street, the dog falls over. And she said, I can't even move him, so I just have to wait for him. Oh, my God. Did she pull a kill bill maneuver on him or something? <laughs> but um, uh. you don't know what's walking onto your yeah. step. A lot of times it's somebody else's problem. Mm. Uh, so it, you know you, you have to get the dog checked out, get get the behavior tested, get the dog to the vet. And there's mm-hmm. so many dogs that need their forever home. Yeah, I mean I don't want to say no, you know because there's actually a thing. Uh, they, they, there's going to people are like against pit. I'm not against pit bulls. Uh, it's just not my thing. Well, here's here's how you solve this, Jamie. You know, uh, for every breed of dog, for every yeah. flavor of dog, there's a, a breed rescue. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And those mm-hmm. people are usually aficionados. They're they're big fans of that breed, mm-hmm. and, and they gonna, yeah. and they know how to evaluate. Yep. That dog. So, the, you know, somebody who's a part of a Sheltie rescue will know if this Sheltie is a little atypical or if this one's just going to be really good with kids. So, you know, use the resources that are out there. Yeah. Right. You know, these breed rescues will be more than happy to, you know, like you said, there's there's all these great dogs. There may be, you know, there's always a lot of pit bulls that, uh, that are really well behaved. People can vouch for them. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they've been behavior tested. Uh, but don't just go and, you know. Just I'd almost say go and check the ordinance for the city that you live in to see if they even There's, allow that type uh, of breed. Good point. It, I mean, it, breed bands, yeah. Breed bands are, are rearing their ugly head. You can have your vet, though, right? It, it's like uh, what's the, 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 the code name for the pit bull, the American? It's a part lab. American, uh, <laughs> American uh, uh, terrier. Or oh, yeah, yeah, Ameri- yeah, yeah. American yeah. Terrier, terrier Lab Mix, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's right. <laughs> you know, because uh, – but, yeah, some, some cities have ordinances uh, against them. And, yeah, it's, uh, it's a challenge. Do your homework. That is it. I I got another email there, but we're going to have our guests coming in uh, very, very shortly. I'm I'm excited about that. Second half uh, uh, of the show, we're going to have Nicole Wilde talking about wolf dogs and and canine behavior. And uh, talking about forever homes, uh, Sam, it'll pop up and just hit the answer button when it clicks, and that should connect the caller. Sam's running the board for us tonight. Yeah. We've never done a collar before. Well, actually, we did last week. Yeah. We had a couple of collars, but... Don't screw it up, Sam. You want to get bit in the face? Uh, huh? Do you? Do you? <laughs> Not again. It's, it's only Nicole Schwarzenegger, Sam. Oh. That's Nicole it's Wild. Only Nicole. Yeah. And, oh, Catherine. Yeah. Catherine. Catherine. Catherine Schwarzenegger, yes. Uh, mixing my metaphors. Welcome to the show, Jamie. Well, thank God. Like I said, best rehearsal ever. Somebody <laughs> hit the record button. We'll get going now. This will be good. So, is it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. don't screw it up, Sam. So Listen it just, to me. It just, it just pops up? Right? It'll, yeah, it'll pop okay, up. Okay, cool. And, and we'll hear it in our headphones going, do 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 Oh, okay. Uh, okay. So, yeah. So, you'll just click on the answer button mm-hmm. when, it, when it does pop up. But uh, we'll talk to uh, Catherine Schwarzenegger uh, quite shortly. Um, as she calls in to talk about her book, Maverick and Me. And it's all about like what we're talking about, uh, about rescues, mm-hmm. um, which is uh, – <laughs> uh, I love pod- – we're here at the Podcast Detroit Studios, and this place is so alive. Um, there's four studios in here, and there's just people everywhere doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And you yeah. can sometimes hear it bleeding through the microphones. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and there's uh, the girls next door. They're doing a show called Reasons Why I'm Single. And I'm like, I walk by and I go, I go, how you doing? (laughs) And then they're going, that's why you are single. And 
Uh, you tend to hear like the end of end of jokes, like yeah. uh, wrecked him, damn near killed him. <laughs> <them. laughs> What's what? the rest of that yeah, joke? Yeah, I know, I know. That's why I had my. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> So, but uh, this is the the things were blowing up on both studios next to us there. So, uh, you'll hear uh, over overblow from those every now and again. <laughs> uh, but the podcast Detroit Studios, we're here doing animal talk for you, having some fun, uh, waiting for our our guests to chime in with us. And uh, Brian, there's a, I want to follow up, and, and we'll do this. We'll follow up uh, about the the dog, and they weren't sure if they should get the dog yeah. with with uh, a new baby in the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, this next email was talking about this person feeling really bad because the dog, we've become, uh, we just adopted a dog and I want to return it. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel really bad because the dog is very attached to me, but she absolutely hates my two cats. Mm-hmm. So she has a dog and then it, it goes on from there. Uh, you know, I want to talk about this one further, but uh, taking a dog back to a rescue um, is that is that just bad form? <laughs> well, it is. You know, you want to think things through as, as much as possible. It's it's heart wrenching. So you know, rather yeah. than judge this person, you know what's what's uh, you know weighing on her is the fact that the dog loves her. She probably loves the dog, but yeah. there's a situation that she doesn't know if she can control. I would I would get a uh, a dog trainer over there, and maybe it's something that can be solved. Uh, you, know, you know, I think yeah. Because here, here's the thing, uh, I've I've done this you know hundreds of times where someone I'll pick up the phone and someone says you, you got to get over here. I have two dogs. I just got a new dog. They are killing each other, hmm. and yeah. I go over there, and it's just two dogs sparring. Yeah. But the owner has never seen this before, sure. so it looks like the dogs are are going to to kill each other. Well, and the 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 tip of the iceberg there are the the problem was uh, she's barking and growling and showing her teeth at, at the cats, mm-hmm. but uh, the husband tried to grab her while she was doing that, oh, yeah, and the yeah, dog yeah. turned and nipped the husband. Sure. Uh, so And so they're like, well, I guess we can't have her. I, I, you know, um, I think I might let the two cats have their way with the dog, and that just might work itself out. Did, did they, what breed of dog is it? It's not telling me. Um, so yeah. It's, and how long did they have? They had the dog. They've only had her for uh, a couple of weeks here. Uh, a weeks. week, just a week. No, just a week. Um, the cats are indoor cats, so it's not like they leave and you know the dog has a break or anything. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she's really afraid that if she takes it back, it'll be marked as a bad dog, right? And right. then that's the end of the road. You, know what? you owe it to the dog and to this decision you made, right? Right. To uh, uh, get a, a behaviorist in there right away. Yeah. It's not going to cost that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do an, do an evaluation. It could cause um, – it could be a very easy thing to, to solve and make a lot of peace in the house. Yeah. Colleen and I, we go to the pet store all the time. And go to, especially it's just like, oh, they got puppies. You know, <laughs> we're at the grocery store and the, the, the pet store is next door. And uh, they're like, I got rescues, you know. Yeah. And so we go in just a lot because, we, you know, we just love the critters. And uh, there's usually tags on each of the things. You know, great for a home with uh, older kids or, you know, mm-hmm. plays well with cats. Right. Or, you know, should be a single dog home. Right. Most of the rescues that uh, around here are really well versed in, 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 you know, what that dog, the home that it'll fit into. And so they're getting better and better. And if, you know they, why? if they knew this house had cats, I don't think they would have given you a dog. You know, it's not. Yep. There's an adjustment period. Right, right. You know, you made a good point. Um, you know, 20 years ago, uh, I did a lot of work with, with uh, shelters and, and rescues trying to show them how to evaluate animals. Now there are these, uh, you know, they kind of get together online and they share their ideas and they share their experiences and their knowledge. And you're right. They're getting a lot better. So that's a good point. They probably wouldn't have uh, uh, adopted the dog out. It's Uh, a small terrier mix. I say let the cats have their way with it. Yeah, terriers are always grumbling about something. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Yeah. So I just, yeah, it's a small terrier mix. So psh. I would almost guarantee you because nine times out of ten, 99 times out of 100, it's just an adjustment yeah. phase. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the dog's going to bark a little bit. Cats are going to – and sometimes the, the, you know, the cats, it's almost like they're, they're looking for just a little bit of excitement. They just, they'll just rile the dog up. Yeah. And they figure out what the dog – what gets them going and they'll, they'll do what it takes to get the dog barking and jumping. And, and it's probably if – if it's a rescue, it's probably not a death sentence for the dog because now you take it back and you're like, I got these two cats. You just did not play well with these cats. Right. So now the little placard will go up there. Best yeah. for a cat-free home. But the other point, you, know, the other point you made uh, that the dog turned around and bit the owner, 
Uh, that was uh, um, owner error. That, oh yeah, that was grabbing a, them from behind yeah. while they're riled up. Yeah. yeah. And again, name the mistakes. To, to dog, that's called displaced aggression. Where if a dog is upset, yeah, stick your hand in front of his face, you're going to get bit. Mm-hmm. And it's, it doesn't mean the dog is is bad. It just means the dog is is upset. And the you know the first thing that he sees, he's going to uh, he's going to take a, a chunk out of. So wow. Um, so yeah, that would be a death sentence possibly for the dog. If I it's, have two if it's missed calls from L.A. <laughs> on my phone. Sam, give that a listen. That's probably <laughs> Catherine going. <sighs> she called my cell and not uh, the studio line. Uh, All right. Good thing I had my cell face down. Yeah. And uh, just pull the headphones <laughs> off. All right. So, uh, yeah, so just uh, not absolutely a death sentence for the puppy. Right. Um, and those cats, if, you know, depending if they've got their claws or not, the little terrier, he's not going to he's not going to. Stand up to stand up to uh, two ferocious felines. It, in in my experience, it's uh, it's a, an adjustment period, and dogs and cats get along way better than uh, you know than you, you would uh, than right. tradition or you know uh, uh, old wives' sales would would lend you to believe. Right. You know, we actually had a uh, a dog visit our house, and we have a one, we're, we're a one cat house, mm-hmm. and this dog paid a visit. It was a terrier, actually, uh, pug. Actually, okay. let me. Uh, I don't know. Correct myself, it was a pug. My cat walked up to this dog and looked at it, sniffed at it, and bapped it right over the nose. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, she's not used to having a dog in the house. Right. Of course, you know, the dog's owner freaked out. Oh, my gosh. But we're like, she's not used to having dogs. Yeah. You brought your dog over knowing we have a cat. Hey, so. it's, it's part of the language, you know. Um, dogs and cats aren't little furry people. They right. have their own way of handling of new situations. Of course. And there's uh, an, always an adjustment period. Always. And uh, I would be – it tells me a cat that actually comes up to a strange dog and mm-hmm. sniffs it, that cat's pretty well adjusted. Mm-hmm. Most – you know, a lot of cats would go running the other way. And That'd disappear be, for, yeah. you know, forever. So it yeah. tells me that, uh, you know, that cat's willing to give it the benefit of the doubt. But it is a pug mm-hmm. and it looks like it should probably be punched <laughs> in the face because it probably looks like it has been. So <laughs> – <laughs> yeah, there was that aspect as yeah, well. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. That's great. That is great. So, are you still uh, animalless, Brian? I am. It's a. It's the first time in my life I've had up to seven, eight dogs at a time. Six cats. Yeah, yeah. During during you know when I was younger, especially. Yeah. But I uh, I have no pets now, and it's. Uh, it's it's a lot easier to get out of the house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a lot easier to travel. <laughs> but um, yeah, there's something to be said so, about it. Are are you uh, looking to uh, obtain a new fur friend? I'm not opposed to it. Not op- I would imagine I'm, you wouldn't. Be. I'm not opposed to it. I haven't been. I haven't been actively searching, but uh, uh, you know, I'm, at You're some point, your, all right. I'm keeping my options open. That's where perfect. You're going. I yes. like that. Just uh, if it's a pug, it's a pug. Right? It's a pug. I love pugs, by the way. <laughs> they are cute. <laughs> I don't know what I would do if if somebody just said, "Hey." Here's a pug puppy, especially for you. I, I, don't, I don't think I could you wouldn't say no, would return you? the gift. No, no, I think I'd have to take it. The dyslexic boy gave him the wrong phone number. Uh, <laughs> that was all me. That was all my, uh, my bad doing. Really? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. One yeah, number yeah. was off. I transposed. Yeah, I transposed a couple numbers. Are you a teacher? Uh, <laughs> yeah, an English teacher. <laughs> you know, um, it was my impression there. But I got to no tell man. you, though, Jamie, there is no phone number that has a Batman symbol in it. So, <laughs> so that's not transposing. That's just being an idiot. Uh, yeah. Two four eight Q W five. Mailbox, mailbox, mailbox. <laughs> ampersand, ampersand. <laughs> Did he just send that to us in wingdings? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Did they say they were going to call Sam? Okay, fair play. All right. Were you texting it to him? Yeah, no, she, she like, DM'd, and she was asking for the number. So oh, right on. Right. Yeah, yeah. They, Thank they, you, they, Sam. Did you do it via voicemail, or was it voicemail you no, gave them? No, there was, or? like, somebody on there, and then they, oh. like, transferred me to somebody else, and then somebody else. I'm like, okay. So and then she just. All right, fair <laughs> enough. So we might get a phone call. Um. <laughs> no, she is. She said she was going to call. She oh, just doesn't excellent. Know. Wonderful. Excellent. Yeah. Like I said. Best rehearsal ever. Wow. <laughs> so I'm glad I dressed up for the event. I, so we practiced <laughs> and uh, practiced last week with our guests, and uh, then we get the big dogs in. And I'm wondering if this whole thing is just a really yeah. nice dream. <laughs> <laughs> dream to dream. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Oh well. Watch her call it and Sam will hit the hang up button. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did I, I did I did that the first time. Really? Uh with the first the first I was testing it with somebody and I, I hung up on him like twice and I'm like, Why what are you doing wrong? And it was me again. <laughs> oh wow. Uh, it's not you, that. it's me. Alright. Oh, so. oh, oh look at that. And there we go. The green button. <laughs> yes. Okay, answer it? Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. So coming in on Animal Talk, we uh, have our guest finally. It was uh, my bad with the number, and I, I truly uh, apologize for that. Oh. <laughs> well, all right. We were almost there. Maybe I'm we'll get those so happy sorry. sounds again. Uh, Try it one more time, Catherine. Can I call her back? Uh, no, I don't know. No. Just give it a second. Oh, there we go. All right. Oh, this is fantastic. This is forwarded fun. to an automated voice oh, message no. system. <laughs> Hi, this go. is Catherine. Hi, Catherine. <laughs> Hi. All right. Sorry about that, Catherine. We're having some uh, some gremlins in the in the technology today. So our guest today uh, has taken actually um, it can it can be a complex subject uh, for a child to learn about the plight of of homeless animals of, mm-hmm. uh, of shelter animals. So um, our guest is uh, Catherine Schwarzenegger. She wrote a book called Maverick and Me. Catherine, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So, okay, there are a lot of children's books that, that uh, you know, where animals are the theme, you know, dogs and cats and, and whatever. Um, and your, your book, Maverick and Me, uh, what is unique? What is the unique message about your book or what makes your book different? Um, it's really just teaching children all about the option of animal rescue. So when the time comes for them to get their first pet that they ask their parents to take them to a shelter um, instead of a pet store. So um, I, I hadn't really seen a book out there that was teaching kids about that. And I felt that if I had had access to a book like that when I was young and um, when I was, you know, before getting my first dog, that it would have been really helpful for me to just be aware of the option of that. And I just wanted kids to be aware of it and, and have the option the you know the book you can find on Amazon it's actually has some uh, really good uh, uh, ratings you know customer um, reviews um, now so has this been a passion of yours for your your whole life or is this something that you just kind of was a, re- a revelation and you thought maybe you just have to get the message out what was the inspiration for the book um, well I've always been a huge animal lover my whole life so that's definitely been a constant theme in my life but I. Um, I grew up around a variety of different kinds of animals, but when I started fostering dogs a couple of years ago, I was kind of, um, I, you know, was shown a whole different world and whole different uh, way to kind of go about helping animals and being a voice for the voiceless. So um, for me, when I was able to learn and experience more um, on hands, uh, hands-on work in the rescue world was really when I kind of fell in love with it and it became a really big passion for me. So I ended up um, keeping one of my foster dogs and it is my dog Maverick and it was the inspiration for my book. And just to see how kind of kids have reacted to meeting my dog and um, when they hear his story that he was found under a freeway, they think it's so cool that you can kind of get an animal that comes with a story and a background like that. So um, it really just made me want to write this book and to be able to go around and teach kids about um, animal rescue for all different kinds of animals has been such a rewarding experience and um, and one that I wish I had had when I was younger. Mm-hmm. So Maverick is, uh, uh, you, you have Maverick now, correct? I mm-hmm. do, yes. And He's how, a real dog. <laughs> how, how, how old is she? He just turned four. He. Uh, he just turned four. So um, so you, you take Maverick on... Uh, you have reached the maximum time oh. permitted for recording your message. <laughs> wow. If you're satisfied... Oh, we got like two things going there. To listen to your message, oh. press two. Again, those are to the... Uh, and re-record, <laughs> The gremlins three. again, Catherine. Sorry about that. Um, no, no problem. Okay, so what's the take-home message uh, for kids? Because this book starts if you're out... satisfied with the and, message, with a, press one. With to kind listen of a, to your uh, message, press two. A, to erase and re-record, <laughs> press three. I, I don't even know which one this is. <laughs> this story starts out with kind of a tragic situation of a dog that's lost. If you're satisfied a, a dog that's, with the message, uh, press that's scared. one. To listen to your message, <laughs> press two. To erase and re-record, press three. Yeah, we can't account for that. Uh, are, we, are we okay now, Jamie? Sorry, you're having trouble. Your message has been sent. Please try again later. Goodbye. Okay, right. there I we think, go. I think we're good. Oh. Catherine, are you still with us? Hello? Hello? Oh, I think we're uh, we hung oh, up on... Is. Okay, so maybe I'm just... That was me. That was 
I am so sorry, everybody. Oh, you know, Sam, no, that's not you. That was uh, that was uh, all I know, over here. Somehow it was it was it was with another. Well, the book is Maverick and Me. That is. Uh, yes. You can yes. find it on Amazon. Like I said, it has some really good customer reviews, some reader reviews, and uh, it's by Catherine Schwarzenegger, illustrated by Phyllis Harris. And if you want to teach your kids about, um, you know, the kind of the real story of the fact that. Uh, Back. <laughs> Give it a shot. All right. Catherine. Hi. Boy, you are. <laughs> Yay. You are a patient woman. I, uh, I I thought we were done for. I truly uh, uh, am, am amazed that you called us back. So um, I got I got I got a crush on you now, lady. <laughs> Putting up with our shenanigans. Holy smokes. Appreciate it. Uh, so. Of course. But but we were just talking about Maverick being uh, a real dog and uh, the real dog in in your life. Um, coming up before Maverick, you you fostered a, a number of, of pups. Do you have uh, what's like an interesting story? Was there one that uh, you have any interesting stories from the pups that you uh, fostered? Um, I mean, I had about seven puppies that had all kind of come from different uh, crazy stories. I had uh, two puppies. The first two puppies I had were found outside a 7-Eleven in a cardboard box. And um, four other ones that I had were from a, uh, a hoarding situation that was outside of L.A. Mm. where a woman had over 100 dogs and um, and I took some of the puppies. So it they all kind of had different wild stories that are just terrible and um we were able to find them really amazing homes and they're loved and and have been given such amazing lives so um it was a really rewarding experience and then of course i got maverick when he was three weeks old and he was found under a freeway in downtown la so they all had (laughs) crazy stories but um my experience with maverick definitely was a different one and um that's why i decided to officially keep him (laughs) so that was uh, you got him so young and that was that was the reason you wanted to keep him um no i mean he was really sick when he was young i got him when he was three weeks old and he um had parvo and i was told that i should put him down and um it was just an overall very traumatic experience and i just kind of got really close to him and um and you know, just couldn't imagine my life without him. So sure. three weeks is him. really, really young for bringing a dog. Yeah, in, in, super yeah. young. Yeah, I had to feed him through a syringe and the whole thing, which was um, really a really cool thing to be able to to do and to you know take care of an animal and watch it grow and get stronger was really rewarding. So you know, I just uh, I imagine the the scene: L.A. under a freeway, it's dark and damp, and you trudging and, and stepping <laughs> between all the personal injury lawyers to find this dog. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. Okay. Uh, That's the way I see it anyway. Uh, okay, is there is there a website that you've devoted to Maverick and Me or the cause of uh, uh, pet adoptions or shelter animals? Um, well, I, he has his own Instagram. <laughs> so That's great. Um, we do a lot That's about awesome. the book on there. But just on my own personal channels is really where I promote the book a lot and um, and talk a lot about dog rescue and, and teaching kids about it and, um, you know, different things that we do, whether it's book signings or um, dog rescue events. So I do a lot of work with the ASPCA, but also with local animal shelters, which I think is really important work to do. So, hmm. um, so yeah. So, but you do beauty and, and home and health and food and pets and all kinds of stuff on your website, uh, KatherineSchwarzenegger.com. Uh, you have two other books as well. One, I just graduated. Now what do I do? And then Rock What You've Got. So what's the story behind uh, these other books, especially uh, Rock What You've Got? What's the story behind that one? Um, so I did that book about eight years ago, and mm. it was my first book, and it really um, you know, came – it was kind of an idea that uh, I came up with after I had done an internship at Dove when they were coming out with their campaign for Real Beauty, which was all about celebrating women of all different shapes and sizes and um, and knowing that there's no such thing as a perfect person and um, just really seeing the amount of pressure that the media puts on mm. women of all ages and men um, mm. to look and be a certain way. Mm. And oftentimes that's to look and be... Um, everything that we're not. Um, so it really just opened my eyes to a whole new way to look at just my own experiences being a young woman growing up in Los Angeles and just feeling different pressures that most women feel and, um, really wanting to write about it and kind of dive deeper into the subject. And, um, it ended up being a book that was 
more like a kind of open diary of my experiences through high school and um, the first year of college. And um, I, it was really scary for me to write because it was so brutally honest and open, but it turned out to be the best decision that I've ever made because it was able to really um, help a lot of young girls. And I was able to kind of travel around the country and talk to a lot of young women's groups and to be able to have them say that they read the book and they didn't feel alone was really rewarding for me. So um, it's another huge passion of mine is, you know, women's empowerment and also just talking to girls, but especially women of all ages about body image and and not making it um, kind of a taboo secret topic that we shouldn't discuss. Yeah, okay. so. I got to tell you, because I, I teach high school here in the metro Detroit area, and uh, the young ladies, it's just amazing the pressure on, on young women today. It's just it's just astounding, and yeah. it's, it's a great message. I, I appreciate what you do with I'll that, for it. sure. And I'll say, as the father Thank of three girls, as the father of three girls, this is something that's very passionate for me, is just to help them along, to yeah. understand that it's just, it, it, there's a lot more to them than what people see. Yeah. So. But exactly. then, then yeah, your next so book was, uh, I just graduated, now what? Um, yes. what's, what's that book about? So that book I wrote when I had graduated college, um, I finished my, uh, four years at USC and I had no idea what I wanted to do after school. And I felt that most of my friends also didn't know what they wanted to do and that we kind of all went into college thinking that it's supposed to prepare you for life after college and when you go into the real world, and we did not have that experience. So um, I decided to spend the first year after I uh, had graduated college and just interviewing over 30 um, really interesting and well-known and successful people from all different walks of life mm. about their experiences after college and also just their overall advice and nuggets of wisdom for people who were graduating college and coming into the real world. So right. it was an amazing, um, amazing opportunity and a really great learning experience that I had and a great way for me to spend my first year out of college and to be able to kind of interview such cool people that have all had such different experiences and, um, and hear their advice for people coming out of college and, and starting life in the real world. Nice. Well, you know, it doesn't get any easier, Catherine. Yeah. Uh, you know, I know. I'm thinking, <laughs> I, I think you just helped me with my memoir. I just turned 53. Yeah. Now what? <laughs> I know. There's, and, of course, after I did that book, my mom explained to me that it's the now what's are never ending. Exactly. And right, you right. finish college or you start dating someone, then it's when are you going to get married? When are you going to have kids? When, you know, you got start a new job? When are you going to get promoted? When are you going to move up a level? So it's a never-ending series of now what's, but I think it's all about how we handle them and how we go about them. So. Yes, you can write a new one every 10 years, I guarantee you. Now I can, yeah, I yeah. can. Absolutely. <laughs> That's great. Okay, so the, the book is Maverick and Me. Um, now, uh, we know we can get it on Amazon. Uh, are, are there any other... Uh, you know, these days there are no book retailers, you know, like yeah. uh, brick, brick and mortar. Uh, well, uh, there's you Barnes and Noble, maybe? or so? Yeah. Yeah, where else yeah, can they Barnes find the book? Noble, yeah. um, Barnes and Noble carries the book and a lot of, you know, local bookstores, which I really love um, being able to support because I'm a big fan of bookstores. So a lot of local bookstores will be carrying the book um, or do carry the book already. And Barnes and Noble carries it. And um, of course, online, mm -hmm. that seems to be people's preference lately. So, um, <laughs> You know, really just like a lot of different ways to get the book. And, and it's a really uh, a, a cute little book with a great message. So I hope everyone will get a copy. Excellent. All right. So, Catherine, I really appreciate you putting up with the technical stuff and uh, no problem. Uh, taking yeah. some time with us this, this evening. I, I appreciate that. And uh, so CatherineSchwarzenegger.com and, and just people can be in tune with everything you do there. Yep. And, uh, again, thanks so much for uh, taking some time and being with us today. Yeah, have a great Super Thank Bowl party. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Yay. All very right. Very sweet lady. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Very nice. Great message. Maverick and so, me. It's about yeah. the plight of, you know, adoption dogs, homeless dogs, and it's, it's, a, it's a kid's book. It's uh, beautifully illustrated by Phyllis Harris. And go out and get it for your uh, – the young child in your life. Adopt. A, Don't shop. That's it. That's yes. the message there. 
Um, wow. Okay, so hopefully I gave our next guest the right number. <laughs> you didn't copy and paste, did you? Oh, you probably did. Jiminy Cricket. No, I, probably, I don't know. Let me no, because go search. You said it was 3-3. Three, three. It's 3-6. Three, yeah, so Look I know. what you've done. Oh, we got to go to the edit, too, and make sure. Like, it wasn't because it was like, you're leaving a message for, and it was like, given the phone number. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I got to oh, we gotta make sure we edit out. that. Yeah, we'll yeah, edit that. people can call that number. Oh, yeah. Jamie, you, you screwed up. You had one thing to do. Yeah, I know. One job. No. One job. Hey. <laughs> now, Catherine was very nice. She has a really nice message. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, um, good head on her shoulders. I mean, I, she's so. only 28. Yeah. Yes. Wait, what? Seriously? Yeah, she's only 28. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm still an idiot. I, I was good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 53. I'm still working on my first essay. She has three books. That's <laughs> <awesome>. <laughs> I'm still etching things in bathroom walls. <laughs> I have a hard time filling up 140 characters. <laughs> it's not 140 anymore, by the way. See? Yeah. I'm just going to go back to my uh, Atari. I didn't know there was a character limit on bathroom stalls. <laughs> <laughs> I just go on and on when I write. Depends on when the Sharpie runs out, really. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So we're going to be talking with uh, Nicole Wilde. That Nicole is Wilde. it. Yeah. If she calls. Yeah, so right, yeah, right. but uh, Brian, I got another email question here Ooh, uh, cool. for you, and uh, it's the return of Mister Mister uh, Fuzzlewitz. <laughs> ah, uh, the Mister Fuzzlewitz has gone from seven point seven pounds when we rescued him uh, from an abusive neighbor. He's now fifteen pounds and more. Uh, his fur has grown back, and he doesn't look like a, a nursing cow anymore <laughs> but he's as big as one is that the words written nursing cow yes uh how do i convince it convince him he doesn't need to be fed times a day so how do i how do i convince mr fuzzlewitz he doesn't need to be fed five times a day well first of all you're you're in charge of mr Fuzzlenuts's uh <laughs> meals right his meal plan yeah so- so the, this is like this is fat camp. I mean, you 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 have uh, so so what you need to do? What, yes. Yeah, what you need to do is is uh, get the uh, whether it's a dog or cat, you get them on a schedule. You yeah. feed them at the same time every day. Um, you might you might not like the fact that the you know they're pawing at their dish or staring at you, but you know uh, it's much healthier for the animal mm-hmm. to to be at a you know a just say weight. no. Just say no. I had to say no last night. Cat kept on yelling at me. I said, no, you're not getting anything. She wouldn't leave me alone. I said, I, it was the toughest thing to do, yeah, to say no. It's difficult, but you know yeah. what? Uh, you got to do it. It's, it's for their health. The, you know, uh, when we have our veterinarian friends on, on the show, mm-hmm. this is kind of a never-ending, you know, this is a, 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 a never-ending topic about uh, animal obesity. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a big deal. And this, it really it's is. one thing we can completely control without mm-hmm. but you know emotionally we kind of have that transference where we oh he's hungry and i know what that's like and yeah. you know and and you know maybe maybe he does need an ice cream sundae i need one from time <laughs> to time okay me too <laughs> so, that was me that was me oh that was All you right. okay i was like oh. i was sending an email to nicole telling her i did give her the wrong number <laughs> oh nice job yeah 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 yeah. way to go i did copy and paste it from one to oh the my other God. i did do i know you you should let me do it next time yeah okay yeah. you're like yeah okay no. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely, please. Okay. There she is. Oh, see, call answer. Oh, answer. Oh, please. All right. So, um, so yeah, just got to get the cat off the food, right? And a little bit of. Uh, I was I was trying to yeah get the cat the, on a diet. You know there there are uh, there's diet foods out there. Who's there's in control? Who's foods, the yeah, boss? Yeah, who, who's who, the boss? Who's, that's who's, that, that's who? your real issue there. Uh, and change Tony, the cat's Tony Danza. Change the name. Charles in charge. Right, but change what? change the name of that cat. Yeah, my cat Fizzlewitz Sizzlechest. What what's the name? <laughs> Fuzzlenuts Sizzle Sizzlenuts. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Fizzle Fizzlewitz. Yes, and so. Um, <laughs> but shizzle my nizzle. That's cat. it. Yeah. Yes. Right. So I just. Uh, oh boy, send in the wrong phone number. We'll get it right though. One of these days, we'll okay. get it. We'll get it right. Um, so I, I, there's a, a woman. She has a question uh, about her dog. Uh, is it is it okay to split time with a dog? My niece has a, a palm chi for eight years. Well, whatever like that. What's a palm chi? Chihuahua. A palm chihuahua. Maybe I don't Pomeranian know. Pomeranian chihuahua. Yeah, palm chi. Hmm. 
I don't know. But uh, she's gotten a, a new roommate, and the roommate is causing both her and her dog major stress. I live in a quiet apartment um, and take care of her fur child from time to time, uh, and the dog is bonded with me, so it would be good. She was thinking about leaving the dog with me during the week and taking him home on the weekends. So the dog would be splitting time with yeah, the, yeah. the aunt during the week and then at home on the weekends with the crazy roommate. Okay. Um, would that cause the dog more stress? Uh, it might. It might. But uh, uh, it's not you know, unheard of to do something like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, dogs are pretty resilient. Uh, make sure you keep the same schedules, though, with feeding and activity. Right. Those are the those are the biggies. So that makes if, sense. if you're walking the dog every day at five o'clock in the afternoon for two miles, and then on the weekends the dog doesn't get that walk, you're going to run into problems, mm. guaranteed. Or if again with feeding schedules, if your feeding schedule is different, you're feeding a different food. That's that that'll be a nightmare. So yeah, try to you know have some. Uh, uh, you know, some consistency in that schedule throughout the weekend, and, and you should be fine. There might be a little bit of adjustment period, but it, sh- it should be fine. I wouldn't worry about it. Okay. Excellent. So, yeah, because uh, maybe get rid of your roommate. Yeah. That, boot, that, boot, that, boot that roommate out. People are much more problematic than dogs That's, are. Did. Audi. Yeah. <laughs> Kick, kick her to the curb. Well, you know, she probably needs a roommate, so... <laughs> Uh, but uh, coming up still, we were going to talk about wolf dogs, uh, about training wolf dogs. And uh, we were talking about uh, earlier that uh, you know, bringing, bringing an animal into a home is a big decision. Uh, and uh, you know, sometimes mistakes happen and, and uh, uh, it, can, it can be dangerous. Uh, and and some, a, a wolf dog, there's a, a, a hint of wildness I'm there. I'm curious to know the difference between the behaviors of a wolf dog and her, or, you know, a canine or what have you. How does she go about doing this? Exactly. Yeah. You know. well, and I think we're going to find out oh, here we go. right about now. Because uh, on the phone with us is our guest. She is an author, uh, holds seminars, and she's an artist as well, a canine behaviorist. Welcome to the show, Nicole Wild. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Nicole, we appreciate you being here. And uh, what really intrigued us is that uh, you've written some books and, and you, you do uh, uh, animal behavior, dog behavior, but specifically canine behavior with wolf dogs. And uh, that's the thing that really, really caught our attention. Uh, and we said, wow, you got to be nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and if you saw me, I'm about five foot two and maybe I don't know, 110 pounds soaking wet, and there's me and all the ginormous wolves. Mm. <laughs> You'd really think I was nuts. Um, curious as to why you weigh yourself when you're soaking wet, but that's not the point <laughs> of the. Uh, <laughs> no, it, it's fun. <laughs> actually, uh, just before just before you called Nicole, uh, Matt, I'm a behaviorist as well. Matt was asking, he's like, you know, I'm I'm curious about you know, uh, behavior of a of a wolf dog. Yes, you know, the whole domestication process is about taking the rough edges off. Mm-hmm. Whether yeah. whether you're uh, someone who's marrying a, a lifelong bachelor. <laughs> or, or, or you're talking about wolves. You know, right. depending on, on who you talk to, you know, dogs have been domesticated for uh, thousands of years, maybe uh, tens of thousands of years. Who knows? It's been yeah. a long time. So, why on earth would somebody uh, want a wolf dog, Nicole? Well, that's a good question. I think that a lot of people love wolves, and they, I don't know, there are some people for whom it's their spiritual animal. There are some people who just, you know, adore wolves in the wild, which is very understandable. Mm -hmm. And they think, oh, wow, that would be so awesome to actually touch a wolf and have a wolf as a pet. And they just don't understand that a wolf is not a dog. Right. You know, the the behaviors, yes, I mean, there's domestication over thousands of years, and there are reasons that we're able to cohabitate with dogs and not so much with wolves. Right. And when you get a wolf-dog, you clearly have a mix of wolf and dog, but the issue is a wolf-dog. When I say to you, hey, you know, here's a wolf-dog, that dog could be, I don't know, maybe 10% wolf, right, Mm -hmm. And, and mostly dog. And then I show you another one. I go, look, and this is another wolf dog. And that one is actually, you know, the whole opposite. Sure. So you'll have ones that look like wolves. You'll have ones that look like dogs. You'll have a lot of misrepresentation out there in the wolf dog world. And so there's a lot of confusion between what a wolf dog actually even is. Hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, I was, I was telling these guys earlier that um, uh, through the years of training, um, I, I trained a half a dozen or so wolf dogs. And again, like, like you said, you don't know. First of all, you don't even know if it's, it's the truth. 
and, uh, and you don't exactly. know to what degree, and they're, they're all different. My experiences have not been very good. Do you ever recommend a wolf dog as a pet? And if so, who's, you know, who would be the right person to house a wolf dog? I can't say that I recommend a wolf dog as a pet. Okay. okay. I mean, from my heart, I love wolf dogs. I've, you know, worked with them in rescue for many, many years. And I will certainly, if somebody has a wolf dog, I, you know, bend over backwards to try and help them in any way that I can. Nice. But I do not suggest that people actually get one because they're not, like, the perfect pet for the average person. Okay. They're not tractable in the way that dogs are. They're escape artists. They'll destroy things. Mm. They're, they're a lot of dog. I mean, even people who haven't had nor- northern breeds before, like huskies, mm-hmm. you know, they're surprised at their behavior. And you take that and you multiply it by 10, and then you have a wolf dog. You see, I was going to uh, actually buy one as a gift uh, to, to my ex-wife. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then every time she'd call me, every, every time she'd call me saying that she had a problem, I'd say, you know, it's you. It's not the, it's not the wolf dog. It's you. <laughs> oh, man. So, oh, so I guess there is a place for wolf dogs. No, I, I'm <laughs> glad you said that. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you you said what you said about uh, it, they're not uh, really great for pets. I, I was worried that you'd be advocating. So no, they're great. Bring them in. <laughs> yeah. No, no, not at all. And I okay. think it's a problem because you know, just like other breeds get popular when there's certain things in the media. Like you know, we had the whole thing with the 101 Dalmatians. Mm-hmm. Everybody wanted a Dalmatian. I understand Game of Thrones, which I don't personally watch, but I understand there's wolves in that. And yeah. so now people are again saying, oh, wolves are so cool. Let's get a wolf dog. Sure. They're you know, gigantic. and it sort of ebbs and flows, but <laughs> there's a lot of times where we get this sort of glut of wolf dogs needing rescue. Right. Yeah. So, you know, also in Game of Thrones, there's a lot of nudity. You don't hear people saying, we need more nudity. Or wait a second. <laughs> really? Wait, wait, wait. Well, let's no, get no. a dragon. Wait, wait it didn't, <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're you're right. It's and it um, uh, yeah. Walt Disney was personally responsible for a lot of dogs becoming very very popular, and um, uh, you know whether it's cocker spaniels or dalmatians, um, and that's not necessarily a good thing, you know, for for a breed because exactly. people mm-hmm. people uh, you know a lot of indiscriminate breeding goes on, and then you have people who, who uh, they think it's they think it's cool, and of course the wolf dog fits that. Uh, uh, pretty well, you know, sure. it's the cool factor of it. So um, what's the take-home message? Somebody, say somebody finds themselves in possession of a wolf dog. Now what do I do with it? Well, I happen to have a book called <laughs> Wolf Dogs A to Z, Behavior Training and More. I wow, see that, okay. yeah. And I actually have two books on wolf dogs, but that's the one for if you already have the wolf dog, what do I do now? <laughs> um, you know, I... I you you do need to know a little bit about containment and training and nutrition and so forth. It's really, especially if the animal has a lot of wolf content, you are going to have to know certain things or else, you know, yeah, you can get that little wolf dog when he's, you know, eight weeks old and he's adorable and whatever, but he'll grow up and it's going to be more dog than you can handle. Sure. So there are definitely things you need to know and you do need to get educated. Right. Okay. Well, uh, what's your personal preference? I mean, you're you're a, a dog person. You're a behavior person. I'm I'm sure you have dogs at home, or you've had dogs. I do. What's mm-hmm. your personal favorite breed? Do you have one? <laughs> well, you know, I used to co-run a wolf dog rescue, and when you work with a rescue, you end up bringing home animals from the rescue. Mm-hmm. So for ten years, I actually had uh, three wolf dogs, <laughs> wow. but they were very high content. One was actually a pure wolf. One was close to it, and the other was a little lower content. They lived in an enclosure, um, plus I had two dogs in the house. The two dogs that I have now, I cannot seem to get away from the northern breeds. Mm. They're both rescue dogs from shelters, and one's a husky mix and one's a Malamute mix. Oh, nice. You know, you're right. Yeah. Uh, for years, uh, I, I was working for a, as a kid, I was working for a, uh, a show breeder of whippets. And oh, wow. um, when I was watching the dogs, he was on vacation. I let the wrong dogs get together, and there was a breeding that wasn't supposed to take place. Uh, so I felt obligated to take a couple whippets. And for about 15 years, I was the expert on whippets. Right? <laughs> Everybody, oh, you have whippets, Brian. What, you know, yeah, what do yeah. you do when this happens? It's like, you know, it's, I kind of, you know, just kind of got into that accidentally. It's, uh, but, um, yeah, I know how that, how that works. Um, so... Uh, now, do you deal a lot with, with new, new puppy owners, or what's your, what's your no. bailiwick? What, uh, no, I don't really. I mean, you, normally, you know, you wonder where do, where do wolf dogs even come from. Well, they come from breeders, mm. usually. 
And so, uh, yeah, people may get a wolf dog as a puppy, but, you know, in all the time that I co-ran Via Lobos, which is now a pit bull rescue, but it started out as a wolf dog rescue, wolves and wolf dogs, Mm. and we used to get calls from people when the dogs were right around between, I'd say, a year and a year and a half. And that would be the time that correlates with adolescence. Sure. And, you know, they're starting to behave as exactly what they are, and people are surprised, and they're wanting to give them up because they're just too much dog. Yeah. Well, we'll you'll even see this with dogs that have, uh, you know, stark differences in their, their personalities, like uh, Labradors and German Shepherd mixes sometimes can be, uh, can be a handful because, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're very, very different dogs, and they're both domesticated dogs that, uh, you know, you'd think it'd be okay if you have a crossbreed, but... Um, uh, you just have to be very, very careful with with that sort of thing. Now, um, is is this a thriving thing? This wolf uh, hybrid uh, breeding? I mean, is this uh, is this like a uh, thing unfortunately, now? Unfortunately, unfortunately, it is. Is it you know, legal? I, I've been I've been dealing with this stuff for about twenty five years now. Wow, wow. And you know, breeders come and go. There have been some that have been I don't know. You would say more responsible, you know, as breeders than others. And they've been in business a long time. And then there's the ones that are sort of the backyard breeders, just like with dog breeds, sure. mm. you know, and, and there are people that will, like, ship a wolf dog anywhere for a certain amount of money, and, Jeez. you know, they don't care if you have containment or anything else, they just want wow. the money. Yeah. So there's not education being done, there's not any kind of, you know, checking on legalities or anything like that, oh. and they are illegal in a lot of areas. Yeah. Okay, so you do a lot of seminars, Nicole. Um, can I somebody do. book you for a seminar, like some of the breed clubs around here, or... Uh, uh, you know, wh- who's typically your audience for your seminars? Um, well, I get a lot of dog trainers coming to my seminars. Mm-hmm. I get a lot of shelter and rescue people. I, I, you know, I teach, and, and dog owners as well. I, I teach about things like um, fear issues is a big thing, which, as you know, can turn into aggression issues if the dogs are reactive and get a little more confident. Uh, things like separation anxiety, dog dog play, and body language, <laughs> all that good kind of stuff. Sure. Yeah, because of your books, uh, you have several books, and the other ones seem like they're on the other end of the spectrums with uh, one called Don't Leave Me mm-hmm. and the other one Help for Your Fearful Dog. And you do, those are things that you don't really think, okay, wolf dogs, you know, they're like, you know, not those aren't problems well, necessarily yeah. with those I mean, kind of first, dogs. My first two books were about wolf dogs, but the next eight were actually about dog behavior, yeah, right. straight That's dog great. behavior. And then one's called, uh, so what do you want from your dog trainer? Uh, so what what I'm should sorry? people, You one of your books is called, so, so what do so, you want so in you, a dog trainer? So you, you want to really? be a dog trainer. Isn't it? Isn't that <laughs> what it says on the... So, so you want to be a dog trainer. Oh, so you want to be a dog oh, trainer. So you want to be a dog trainer. <laughs> I was like, damn, was I high? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just... Wow, I wrote a whole book. So you want to be a dog trainer. <laughs> What, so, yeah. But what should people look for in a trainer or if they, that's what the path they're going down and they want to do? That's a great question because, you know what, I think that what most people don't know is that there's actually, at least in the United States, there is no license required for somebody to become a dog trainer. You could hang out a shingle tomorrow and just start advertising your business. Wow. So you get a cat wash. So, All you need is a, a milk crate and a hose. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, yeah, you better ask a lot of questions. I mean, yeah, you can ask how many years you're in business and you know how, how much experience you have. But the thing that I would really ask about, which unfortunately most people don't ask, is what kind of training methods do you use? And, and have the person be specific because, you know, everybody's going to say, oh, I'm a positive trainer. Nobody's going to say, well, I'm a punishment trainer, you know. <laughs> so ask, what, what kind of training tools do you use? You know, are you using choke chains? Are you using shock collars? Are you right. using treats? What, what are you using? Hmm. You know, and what's your training philosophy in general? I'm more of just a whiner. Oh, come on. Get, get in the house. Come on. It's, it's raining. Uh, well, if you like to whine, it works pretty well. <laughs> Want some cheese, Brian? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, Nicole Wild, uh, the book uh, – actually, you have, you have many books. So uh, where, where's the best place to find your, um, uh, your, 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 your training manuals? Uh, if you go to my website, which is just NicoleWild.com, N-I-C-O-L-E-W-I-L-D-E.com, uh, you will find my books and my seminar DVDs and my blog where I rant and rave and all that good stuff. All Excellent. right. Excellent. And uh, this one, uh, picking up chicks at the beach with your dog. That's that's yours as well? Wasn't that your book? <laughs> <laughs> All I need is yeah. a puppy and a Jeep. That's right. That's, that's it. Yeah. 
Well, uh, thank you so much, uh, Nicole, for putting up with our shenanigans and, and uh, <laughs> uh, giving some really good information. Uh, like Jamie said, I'm, I'm you know, uh, I know you've trained wolf dogs. You probably have an appreciation or reverence that m- most people don't know, but you still, you know, you're you're advocating that you probably shouldn't own a wolf dog. Yeah. It's probably not the best uh, pet to put in your house. And, and, exactly. Um, yeah. So thanks again for, for uh, hanging out with us. And uh, it's Nicole Wild. And uh, you can book her for your next uh, bar mitzvah, right? That's it. <laughs> there you go. Okay. <laughs> it was fun. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, take care. Nicole. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. So uh, that's cool. There we are. So uh, we're running low on time. Who's back? Oh, hey, call Nic- Nicole back. I have a few more questions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's man. time for the bad animal joke of the week. Oh, here we go. Hey, Brian. Hey, Jamie. Uh, what did the elephant say to the naked man? Jamie, what did the elephant say to the naked man? How can you breathe through that thing? <laughs> <laughs> you got Brian to smile. How about that? Oh, my. That was, uh, that's compliments of uh, Matthew Fox. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks to our guest, uh, Catherine Schwarzenegger and Nicole Wilde, for being with us <laughs> and uh, putting up with all the uh, transposed phone numbers. Uh, and uh, thanks for listening. Matt, thanks for being here. Pleasure, always. Sam, thanks for all the help. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't know what to say. <laughs> yeah. Brian, yeah. I, I appreciate you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> AnimalTalkRadio.com is uh, the website to get a hold of us throughout the week and uh, oh, links to all the fun stuff on the show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll see you next time. Bye.